What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on Earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. What's up, Dog Pound? It's Kenny Mack, and I want to hear about our preseason win from our dogs in Dover, Ohio. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dogs. Another big shout out and thank you to Kenny Mack out of Ottawa for that awesome intro. Uh, Kenny Mack's a super fan. I can't wait till we can come up to Canada sometime and hang out, drink a brew. Um, You guys have all actually been filling up our mailbox with voicemails lately. We're two, three, four weeks behind. Um, It's awesome, but we want even more. Head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu to get your intro on the show. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe, and don't forget to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. We're literally everywhere. There's no excuse not to listen to the dogs. Uh, we had a Browns game last night. Had a ton, f- uh, a ton of fun in the chat uh, on the Patreon, chatting with the members throughout the whole game. It was like we were just sitting in a room watching the game together. There was a ton of fun. If you're interested in getting some more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com to become an official dog pack member. Uh, today at 1230 was supposed to be the cutoff for the fantasy league. We had a nice 12 team league set up. Had a guy join at 1255. We're a bunch of sweethearts, so we're going to let him jump in the league. So we're going to keep it open for one more week to see if we can get at least one more person to round it out into a 14-team league. If we happen to get a bunch, we'll split up into two leagues. But So this is the final warning for real this time. One more <laughs> week. You have until this time Sunday next week to get it, uh, to join the Patreon if you want to be in the Fantasy League. Um, the more the merrier. Like, like I said, if we get four or five more people, we'll just split off and do two different leagues. Uh, so, like we said, you know, we had actual Browns football last night. It was nice to see, you know, the Browns back into a packed stadium. I haven't yeah. seen that in a while. Uh, we were down in Jacksonville, take on the Trevor Lawrence-led Jaguars, Urban Meyer's first game coaching. Um, obviously, it's preseason. We're not going to overhype one preseason game against Honestly, I think the Jags are going to suck like hard. <laughs> um, so obviously, there's we don't want to oversell this stuff, but I, I do think there are some key takeaways from last night's game that you know kind of showed where we're at as a team. So I'll just kind of throw it up to you guys. What do you guys think about what we saw last night? I mean, future franchise quarterback Kyle Luoletta was just lighting <laughs> it up last night. <laughs> I will t- I will say this. There are some Browns players last night that are not going to make this team that earn jobs on other teams. Absolutely. Kyle Oletta is going to be a backup quarterback somewhere, probably, especially if he does it again. Right. He's, he's going to play somewhere. We've been saying that all offseason, too, leading up to this, that we're going to cut guys that other teams are going to be watching to see who gets let go out of Cleveland because we we've got the depth right now. It's great. It's crazy, but it's so much depth. Yeah. yeah and I mean, is it possible that if he looks as good as he did last night in their next two prison games that Case Keenum's on the block? No. no. So so our, our boy DF, uh, he's a fan of the show, Patreon member, so I got to Remember, nice. we're paying like Case Keenum like $10 million this year. I and, get it. And like the next year. Just saying. I, I don't care. He's too much, <laughs> a, uh, too much of a luxury. This team is too good, too well-rounded, where I'm not willing to just give up on the season if Baker gets hurt. 
And, and if he Baker gets hurt and Laletta goes in, can we go to the Super Bowl? Probably not. If Baker gets hurt and Keenum steps in, I think Josh said it best before. We, he can Jimmy Garoppolo us to a Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know, he took the Vikings to the NFC Championship. Game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got that history and the chemistry with Stefanski. Like, he just – he gets it. He's kind of ingrained in this system. I mean, he's the ideal backup right now for Baker. And as far as the cap goes and what he's making this year, it doesn't really matter because this team is set. You yes. know, the roster's set. You know, the cap is set. We're locked in. We're ready to roll. I don't think now's the time to even think about moving off of Case Keenum as the backup because, like you said – if anything, God forbid, should happen to our boy Baker. I feel okay, Keenum, coming in and, and managing this, and we'll be okay. Yes, we could still win a lot of games if he has to step in and be the starter. It, as good as Laletta looked last night. He's a third uh, string a, for a reason. Yeah. There's a lot more question marks if he has to come in and try to take you to the playoffs. He might look good against third and fourth string. I don't know how well you'd look against, you know, let's say a Kansas City starting defense. Yeah. It's a big difference. Or Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Justin, that jersey is sick. I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> it was just sitting in my mailbox, you know, just whenever I, you know, back in Ohio. Um, and some more stuff, I, you know, to take away from yesterday. One, the depth. Um, I think I said this, that the team we started last night was basically all second stringers, and they would have beat any Browns team from 2010 to 2015. And they were second stringers on this team. Yeah, it was, I don't know, just a different kind of experience watching that game last night. So I, so going into last night, I was kind of looking at a couple of different things. One, I was excited to see the rookies play, mm-hmm. you know, to see how they looked on the field, you know, kind of gauging where they are at, you know, going into this first preseason game. Um, and then the defensive stuff was kind of, I know we didn't play like any starters really on defense. Uh, there was a couple guys where, you know, a Jacob Phillips was out there a little bit, not a whole lot, but um, just seeing what schematically what we were going to do. And our defense looked good. It's, mm-hmm. Especially the first half, I think we saw more what Joe Woods wants to do with the starters is we brought a lot of pressure. Yeah. We, we did not sit back. I mean, last year it was just prevent, prevent, prevent. And last night we were in full out attack mode in the first half. Yeah, and there was ah, there were a couple instances where uh, you know Joe Thomas doing the uh, color um, last night commentary. He was, what did he say a couple of times? It was something along the lines of, "Okay, well, in this situation, it was like second and long." Joe Woods in a normal situation with his guys, his starters on the field would have brought pressure, but he didn't, mm-hmm. or something because he just didn't have the personnel that he wanted in that situation. But they were even saying all you know throughout the game, like, "Yeah, in a normal game, look for this, look for that." This play probably wouldn't have unfolded this way or, or whatever. So he, I, I really liked the scheme last night more than I liked our scheme in pretty much any game we played last year. Well, and th- <laughs> maybe maybe you said it all along too. Like, did did he just suck last year? Did he just not have the right guys to execute his game plan? And you know, kind of with that commentary last night and saying, "Hey, look, in a regular game with you know these guys on the field, he would have blitzed here. He would have brought pressure, but he didn't because he's got his third stringers out here." So maybe it is a personnel issue. Yeah, but the, I, I get what they're saying, too. And at the same time, just blitz him. It's a freaking preseason game. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to get better at blitzing if you don't practice blitzing him. So f- send him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for censoring yourself, yeah. at least on the public show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm, but, but seriously. That's, I, I just don't yeah. want to violate YouTube's community standards. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, but no, and some other <laughs> things that popped off the tape, the defensive line, I thought, considering there was no Miles, no Jadavion Clowney, if those guys would have played, Trevor Lawrence might not have made it out of this game because they couldn't block Porter Gustin. Yeah, Porter Gustin definitely showed up, you know, in the mm-hmm. very early stages of the game where he was getting pressure whenever he wanted to. Um, Billings, you know, he was out there for a little bit and played, which was nice to see since, you know, he opted out of the 2020 season. Um, but yeah, defensive line looked good. And we're not even talking, like you said, about our top guys being on the field. Yeah. So, so I think that if those guys are able to get a little, get pressure themselves, imagine what you're getting from Miles and Clowney. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Say so we sacked Lawrence twice, and it was I'm just looking through Sheldon Day. Is that correct? Yep, yep, That's yep, correct. Yep. Sheldon Day and Porter Gustin. Yep. And we so, and we were pressuring them a lot. So if we can get pressure with our backups against their ones. That, that's good news for the Browns. Trevor Lawrence did not look comfortable. 
No, uh, it, it really on any drawback. I don't think maybe a couple here and there whenever he was like doing the quick screen passes and, and the bubble plays. But if he had to draw back and actually go through his reads down the field, he didn't look comfy back there. No, we made it tough. So a couple more things on the defense. I think we need to talk about, obviously, you know, first round draft pick Newsom. I thought he looked good. There's mm-hmm. the one play the guy got behind him when we were in zone coverage. We gave the quarterback a minute and a half to throw. Yeah, that's going to yep. happen. And then even then he still recovered. And it was a jump ball situation on the mm-hmm. guy. I thought he re- I thought he played well. When well, um, it wasn't just the guy, it was Marvin Jones. That's dude. what I yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. You know, he's I he's an established veteran wide receiver. Uh dragged the Detroit Lions uh wide receiver core for you years. Know. Yeah. And, I mean he's he's probably their number one receiver. I mean, I know there's a lot of probably DJ DJ Chark fans out yeah. there. Yeah, Chenault. But I I tell you what, I think Marvin Jones, they brought him in to lead the way for them. Absolutely. And he had that big tackle on third down where, yep. you know, if he if he doesn't put his shoulder into that guy, that he falls forward for a first down. So I thought Newsom played well. Uh, I thought Greedy played well, and it was good to just see Greedy playing yeah. in a yeah. football game. Uh, he gave up one first down, and then after that, he seemed to kind of settle in. I thought he played really well. Um, and then obviously on the defensive side of the ball, we had to talk about JOK. Yikes. He, he he didn't. He didn't start. He came in second quarter. second quarter, and from that point on to the rest, he was the best player on oh. the field. Yes, he was the leading tackler for the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you talked about Greedy and Greg Newsom. They both played the first 18 uh, defensive snaps to start the game. Um, and then JOK, like you said, came in the second quarter and then really never left the field. Uh, he was second on the defense total snaps played with 47 and then played on 15 special team snaps. I think he, he said uh, he told him he wanted as many reps as they'd give him. Because, I mean, he, he was on the COVID list. This was kind of him making up for missing a lot of camp. Mm-hmm. And he showed out. The fact that he even knew the place. So, JOK had seven solo tackles, eight total, one sack and three tackles for loss. I saw him in the backfield so much. I mean, whether it was on the quarterback or coming in to lay a hit on a running back. I mean, you know, if a guy was getting kind of wrapped up around the ankles or something, the line, who was bringing him down? 28. Yep. I mean... I, I was so impressed with his, the way he played. He ball hawked everything. Yeah. And it's like, he just plays like he, his hair's on fire and he doesn't care. Yeah. He's so he, fast. Yes. And he truck stick that one guy. Yes. <laughs> Freaking truck stick. Yes, yes he did. Yes. So you know, I think Stefanski said it well, you know, when they talked to him about it and he just said, you know, he plays at a very high speed. He's twitchy, defeats blocks. Um, that's just the kind of guy you're going to get with him. And the speed part of it is something that we've been missing. I feel like. Yep for years at, you know, in the middle of the field that could just see ball and go meet him before he's, you know, 10 yards downfield. Yeah. He, he was, he was very impressive. I'm looking forward to seeing him can continue to grow, continue to get reps. And I'm looking forward to seeing him play with the ones. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. Something on defense that we've just, last year we talked about so much. It was a lot of you guys would get hit in the behind the line of scrimmage but they wouldn't get wrapped up or tackled or brought to the ground. Then they'd end up running for a first down or more yards or whatever. It just, he, he just has that nose for the football and it looks like he can finish plays. He can finish through the tackle, get guys down or at least hold them up long enough to get the, you know, the support there. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys thinking? Are you guys thinking we'll see ones in our next game? Cause yes. you know, normally it's what like preseason game three mm-hmm. and the typical years where we're playing for that. You see yeah. a lot of the starters, at least for a series yep. on each side of the ball. We're thinking that's game two. I'm playing I, a quarter. I, right? I don't know if they'll play a full quarter, but they need to play a couple drives at least I would think, because I, I mean, if Tom Brady can play in the preseason, then we can, Baker Mayfield can play at least a couple drives. Well, and it's like what Brady had. I think he was like one of two. So, like, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb needs to come in, maybe have two carries. Done. We just, just let him get his feet yeah. back in the rhythm of getting hit by an opposing team. Cool. We're done. And we don't play a, a cupcake week one. Mm-hmm. And I know in the NFL, <laughs> it's, I know in the NFL, it's just like one, even if we lose, we're 0 1, which we're, we're used to doing. And so it's not that big of a deal. But I would love to come out in that first week and be highly competitive. So I don't want to have to be shaking off the rust against the Chiefs. So um, so we'll move real quick to the offensive side of the ball. I think there's two two position battles we need to address. The first one's between DPJ and Higgins. I think at the start of that game, DPJ, he was the best player on the field. He, he looked like a man amongst boys at the start of the game. He was the guy they went to immediately. Yep. Wasn't it first play? Yeah. 
And then, and then I say that, and just when I was like, man, this is definitely DPJ's job to lose now, and then Higgins makes a big third down catch. Yep, right. and then Higgins just gets open. He's not going to go away. He's just um, – DPJ is just so physically gifted. If he puts it all together, I mean, holy crap. Yeah, I think we're probably going to see a lot of both of them on the field. I agree. Um, not really at the same time unless there was some type of injury that happened, which we hope is not the case. Right. But I think that they're going to split times um, – yeah, I think that Donovan Peoples-Jones definitely has the higher ceiling out of the two, that he's got more room to grow. Where Higgins is, you're, you kind of know what you're getting with Higgins, and that's probably about it. He's not got where DPJ, we're talking about number one wide receiver potential. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, so Higgins, or no, I'm sorry, not Higgins. Uh, DPJ was five targets, three catches, 26 yards, but there was one down the sideline, and I think it was Keenum, kind of threw it, he made it like a 50-50 jump ball mm-hmm. between him and the corner, and obviously the corner came in and broke it up. But if he'd have thrown it out further for just, you know, Peoples-Jones to come out and get it, I it think was, he'd have hauled that in, and that was, what, at least 25, 30-yard play right there. Yeah. That was so close to being completed. So that that position battle is, is still ongoing, but I definitely, at the beginning of camp, I thought it was more Higgins' job to lose. And now I think that's that's turned I think it's DPJ is kind of the guy right now. And then the other one we needed to talk about was Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson. And I think we can all conclude now that that's not really a, a position battle anymore. That's the last time we're going to refer to those two <laughs> in the sentence as position battle because it's not. No. I think Dearness Johnson's clearly the number three back. And then I don't – Felton's going to play wide receiver. They, they, all they talked about last, last night was how he was a slot receiver. They didn't even really mention him as a running back. Yeah, he, he'll be one of those guys that you know on third down plays can line up in the backfield that, you gotta, that you're going to be threatened by like the screen pass type of a thing or he's going to get you know motioned out into the slot right. somewhere um, and get put on a linebacker. And If anything looks like last night, good luck because, yeah. I mean, the dude's got moves. I they, said we were grooming him to be our next Jarvis. It's kind of what it looked like. They targeted him six times last night. He caught four for 44 yards. I mean, he was just he was running that slot role. Yep. That's what he did. Yeah, and what's nice about it, like, if we can make him be that, because we kind of talked about this last year with Kareem Hunt when we brought him in of, oh, we're going to use him as a wide receiver. Um, Kareem Hunt's a running back. Right, I know. And what I'm saying is, though, what's nice about Felton is if we can get him the ball, he's definitely, and we saw it last night, he's got the shiftiness of a running back to just make the first guy miss. Mm -hmm. You know, that he's not going to let just one guy take him down. A majority of the time. Now, so Felton, you know, he was that six-round pick. He's 5'9", 189. But did you guys think he looked bigger than that? Like, like physically, I thought he, he looked big. I thought he looked more physically imposing on the field than yes. just a little scat back. Well, he here's was the thing. 5'9", 189. He's almost 200 pounds at 5'9". That's 5'9", correct. is not very tall. That's, no. yeah, a little taller than me. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah not very tall. <laughs> <laughs> and 189. I mean, so, he, I mean, he's built. I mean, he's... He's put together. That's a grown man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be like, yeah, me plus. He's not skipping a the meals. Couple inches and forty pounds. That's yeah. of muscle. And, and muscle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not I mean, snacks. No. Not <laughs> snacks. So he's put the. Yeah. He's not hanging out in the conference room over here. Yeah. Eating uh, pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just kind of our takeaways from last night's game. Obviously, you can't put too much stock into how good things went and the score. I think you have to kind of break it down and look more like player by player, position by position. And I do think there's a lot of. I just thought we looked super well coached, super disciplined. Basically, what we've come to expect from Stefanski led Browns team. Yeah. Did you guys notice too? Um, that it was just a very Kevin Stefanski methodical kind of game plan. Even if yeah. I know he said he was going to hand over like play calling and stuff and duties to other guys, it still felt like a Kevin game, like low penalties. I think there was three penalties. And then uh, as far as just controlling the game and just that last drive, what was it? 20 plays? Yeah. 20, 10 minutes 20 of game. Play drive. I mean, it was just like unbelievable. Like, wow. Yep. So, yep. so my real quick, last two things I'll just throw out there. Richard LeCount. Yeah, he, yeah, he did well. not look bad. No, did not look bad. He looked like the guy that they said this guy was actually a higher talent than fifth round. So yeah, he played well. And then I'll just say our our backups on the offensive line. Cool. I mean, because we're going to have injuries on the O line, whether yep. it's somebody's got to yep. miss a quarter, three plays, or three weeks, whatever it is. We've got guys who can fill in. I feel pretty comfortable with their competency. Yeah, but, it was nice to see. Uh, 
Hubbard back out there, yep. coming back from injury. Our draft pick was out there, yep. the Hudson. James Hudson. The, the, the five guys we started last night are was is our second string line probably better than some of the five starting lines in the league. Yeah, well, and they, they take James Hudson, rookie. He hasn't been an offensive lineman for very long. He used to be a defensive tackle. They switched him in college, all that story. And he's out there starting at left tackle against another NFL team's starters yeah. in his first game action ever. So yeah. good for him. Good for him. He held his own. Uh, two negative things I wanted to say. We didn't run the ball that well. Yeah. Part of that's we that John Kelly or whatever is not going to be on the team. No. Um, two, we didn't have the starting line. And the second thing I'm going to throw it as a red flag, I thought red zone offense was a little bit shaky. We got into the red zone a couple times and had to settle for field goals. We're out of, obviously, it's our twos against ones, so that's going to play into that. But mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see us punch it in when we were in the red zone. One thing to keep in mind, though, is our, our starting tight end was our fourth string tight end, and he got hurt early. So we <laughs> ran the whole game with our fifth string tight end. You know what Franks, I mean? So, like, yeah. our top three guys weren't even in there. And that's – those guys – I mean, Harrison Bryant last year was a red zone yeah. threat. Yeah. So, so. Uh, just just little things. I, you know, hopefully yeah. in this game we get into the red zone, we punch it in. Yep. But, all right. So, that kind of wraps up our, our analysis. Ooh, 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 of the ooh, I'm sorry, but can I can we just talk about kickers real fast? Oh, go yeah. ahead. Wow, what do you guys think? I mean, McLaughlin or, or Parky? When, McLaughlin. When Parky yeah, doinked that one in, I told you, I said, I am not getting the warm and fuzzies no. right now. I've seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Chicago is yeah, having nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, to me, Cody Parky, even though statistically he was okay last year, there's just no faith for me. There's no trust. He, I just – I and if you look at the numbers out of camp, they always come out and say what the kickers yeah. did, and they almost always each miss one – yeah, but Mc, McLaughlin seems to always make the long one, and Cody Parker's one miss. It, Cody Parkey's one misses the one that was from forty five. Right, and if somebody's going one of five for the day, it's Parkey. Yes, yeah. McLaughlin what, hasn't had the bad day yet. Yeah. Right. What about the kickoff that he kicked it off? And it <laughs> That's another it, what, thing. The, the fifty yard line. I mean, <laughs> it looks uh, like a freshman football game. Yeah, it's just kind of disappointing. I'm not especially a, for a pro player. Like yeah. he's a starter. He started for us last year. <laughs> I'm, I'm, our just, guy. I'm not a Cody Parkey fan at all. Yeah, no, I feel I bad agree. for the guy because he kicks better than I can. But yeah, yeah but you're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro. No one's paying you to kick. No. And I don't know. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about that position, you know, from Stefanski. Maybe we'll find out in the next two preseason games. But I hope it's just not one of those things where it's like Parkey's a veteran. You know, he's the one we're keeping. Type of I don't know if they do that because we saw that with like Jamie Gillian. Like it kind of just, true. you know, like I don't think they're afraid to like make those kind of decisions. I could be wrong. I no. could be completely so wrong. McLaughlin was the first guy to come out to kick. Yep. And he made his field goal. And then Parkey kicked the next two. He made the first one from like 35 or something, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And his then the, the 48 yarder was the one he kind of doinked in, you know, by the skin of his whatever. And then um, McLaughlin had the two extra points though. So the fact that they didn't split the extra points between the two kickers made me think Stefanski might be leaning toward McLaughlin and just see, like, can you consecutively make these extra points? Yeah. I hope so. I know, me too. I don't <laughs> because know. Because it's I, – I just – I have more f- – at least McLaughlin hasn't let me down yet. So yep, we don't have right. those those you're scars. Still, yeah, those it's early. Still, yeah, it's, still, it's early, it's, man. Yeah. Until last night, we hadn't seen anything. Right. So <laughs> we thought Cybert was okay. Yeah, yeah. and that didn't work out either. But, but all right, well, we'll move off that because we got some other things we want to get into. Uh, before we move into our record breakdowns this year, I do want to talk about our new partnership with Symbol. Symbol's the stock market for sports teams, not just NFL. Obviously, we're big on the NFL, but they got NFL, NBA. Correct. Uh, college yep. football, MLB, basically anything you're into, they got on there. You buy low, sell high. It's literally the stock market for uh, for sports. It's super fun. There's two ways to win money on Symbol. You can either, whatever team you own, if they win, you get cash payout within minutes of the game being done. The other way is, like I just said, you, you buy stock in a team that might be a little bit low right now, and then you ride them when they get a little bit of a winning streak, and then you sell high. It's, it's literally... It's like if you were to buy into Under Armour when they first started and you're a billionaire now. A, a good one that I was thinking about last night was the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you bought them low when they were really, really bad last year. And then when they get the number one pick, get Lawrence, I'm sure their stock went up. I'll tell and you. And then what, as, it, as they, I saw that team last night and you said they're going to suck hard. 
I'd be selling them right now. So I here's the thing too is I didn't think about this is I would I should have bought bear stock before Justin Fields played yesterday. Yeah, because I didn't get on to look, but I'm sure they weren't crazy high. And then once he played really well, I bet you their stock went up yesterday, and then I'd be selling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's super fun. You just got to pay attention. Another thing that's nice about symbols is it's, it's all year round. So it's it's not like fantasy football where, you know, once it's done, it's done. You got to wait forever. It's something you can keep an eye on all year round. Everything affects it. Um, right now there's a promotional Go to symbol.app slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. That's our promo code. You use it. You get uh, you buy in. They'll give you 10 free dollars to play. So you can uh, buy another stock of somebody. Um, it's a ton of fun. I haven't got into it yet. I'm just waiting. I got to make sure the wife doesn't see that I'm spending money on more football stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, Especially with fantasy football yeah, season was, coming around. Uh, yeah, you know, and then I'm going to get into it, but then, you know, and I'm going to be a billionaire. So <laughs> make sure you check them out. Symbol.app backslash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, the stock market for sports. Jump in there, play with us. It's going to be a ton of fun this year. Let me check my schedule. All right, so we're going to move into basically a breakdown of the Browns games this year, who we think is going to win, who we think is going to lose. Do we happen to have the results of – so we'll kind of – and we'll we tell do. you what you guys have been voting on basically for the last couple months. So obviously no surprise who we play week one is the Chiefs. Um, what do you guys think? Are we winning this game? Are we losing this game? Is anybody keeping tabs on who picks what here? Like you did last year, Zach. Yeah, I can. I can. Let me. Let, uh, let me get, get that Excel, set up. Uh, set up real quick. Let me get that <laughs> set up here. So I'll, I can go real quick. I I'm not gonna pick us to win this game strictly because Boo. I know. I know. Listen, don't don't hate on me here. I think the Browns are gonna be favored in just about every game this year. This is gonna be one of the ones we're not favored in. Um, but I think we're good enough to win every game. This game, I'm solely not picking us just because I don't know how much run our starters are going to get in the preseason. We got nine new starters on defense. They got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, who don't lose ever in September. Andy Reid never loses off a bye. This is a six-month bye. So I I expect this to be highly competitive. And if we come out with a win, I'm not going to be shocked. But just So it's almost like my brain is telling me, Chiefs, my guts tell me Browns. I'm going to go with my brain, and I'm going to say the Chiefs on this one, on a close one. I think it's highly competitive, game of the week type stuff. Let me just cut in real quick with the fan vote, because the fans obviously must be along your thinking on this, only they went the other way. 52%, they say win. The Browns win this game and beat the Chiefs in week one. I love Browns fans. So... There you go. They, you were probably what, like forty eight. Yeah, yeah. And they were on the fifty two. So it, I was probably more like forty nine fifty one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean this this game with it being at Arrowhead, like we've and going up against Mahomes, and not really having our defense maybe fully ready to go. I, it's hard to tell. Like, is our defense going to be up to speed? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll see that in preseason game two and three. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. We'll wait and see. I got the Chiefs winning this one, but I do think it's close. I think it's like a, almost maybe who we gave Mahomes the ball back with too much time, you know, where the Browns went down, took the lead with like two minutes to go, and it was just too much time to give Mahomes to go down and get a game-winning field goal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking this game's probably in the 30s, like a 35-31 type of a game, something like that. But uh, I'm going Chiefs. I'm going to say this. I think if we played the Chiefs week four, I might be picking the Browns. It's just the fact that we were coming in with all these new starters. And, you know, I want to see them do it. I think we're going to be great, but I want to see us before I pick us to beat the Chiefs. It sucks because I want to agree and just be like, ah, you know, I want to disagree. I want to say, hey, the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs yeah. don't have anything on us. The, I, I think roster wise, we're better on defense. Obviously, they're probably better on offense. I mean, Probably just because basically a one guy. Yeah. Oh, that mean, guy's important, though. Yeah, see, He's a big one guy. Obviously, Tyreek and Travis Kelsey are amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Patrick Holmes is what makes all that be unreal. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I mean, I, I do agree with you guys. I do think it's going to be close. And it wouldn't shock me at all, like, if the Browns came out and, and you know, shocked the world a little bit. Now, if they do that, man, 
I think it sets up to be a crazy season. Like if they come out and, and put it on Kansas city, I think like we're all emotionally in for a ride of our lives. <laughs> hey, you never know. Like, it, could, it could come down to a McLaughlin field goal. Yeah. Oh, and hey, send him out. Hopefully it's not a parky. Um, yeah. If it's a parky 52 yarder for the win, I'm just going to turn the TV <laughs> off and I'm shutting, like I'm going like LeBron James, like social media blackout. If it's like, parky, it's going to be a Jamie Gillen 52 yard attempt. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. correct. Drop kick. <laughs> All right, yeah. Josh, what do you got? I will also take Kansas City, and I think it's going to be extremely close, and I mm. think it's going to be one of those games that it's got that playoff atmosphere from the beginning of the season. Yep. And I think it's something that the Browns take with them every single game the rest of the year. So little mistakes, I think, are what's going to lose this game, and those will be the little mistakes that are going to get ironed out throughout the year and that you're not going to see in the playoffs. Because yep. we've got so many new guys, young guys, on that defensive side especially. I, I mean, I look for guys like JOK, to make a splash in this game, but to maybe make a couple mistakes, Newsom maybe make a couple mistakes in coverage or whatever that don't get made down the road when it really matters. That's yeah. that's kind of my take on how this game's going to go. This is the measuring tape game. Like, exactly. I mean, literally you're saying, hey, regardless of what happens, if the Browns have real aspirations of winning the Super Bowl or making it far into the playoffs, you're going to run into them again. Yep. Yeah. So how do you stack up? I mean... That's basically what it comes down to because you're going to play them again, most likely. Right. Well, right. don't don't worry, Browns fans, at least for me, not a lot more uh, losses in the immediate future today. <laughs> so uh, we'll go ahead and move on to week two. Um, we play the Houston Texans. It's the, uh, the first Browns home game this season. This could be like yeah. an AFC championship game, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe four years ago. Yeah. Talk about a fall from grace. We are, what, two years removed from the Texans being up on the Chiefs in the AFC championship They were championship throttling game. them yeah. in the first yeah. half. I mean, and now look at it. I yep. mean, this has a chance to get, to get ugly. This could be a first half game. Yeah, is there a mercy rule? In the, the, like running clock in the second half, mm. to me this could get this could get ugly. Texans are going to look a lot different, you know. Without Watson, going to most likely be there at quarterback for the foreseeable future. Um, and then defensively, you know, you've lost JJ Watt. You've you're they're going in the wrong direction. They were <laughs> quickly. If you think about it, they were a team that was like the bottom feeder. Then all, and like in just a couple years, look what happens. You draft a really good quarterback, turns everything around. And they all of a sudden were a playoff team and a contender. And now they're... They're a long way away from that, though. Yeah. Like Hopkins leaving. Like, they're... When you're saying DeAndre Hopkins and Brandon Cooks are, like, the same number one wide receiver (laughs) material, I I don't just... I don't buy that. And when you're trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson... (laughs) That's also a great (laughs) point, man. You gotta wonder, like, what's actually going on here? Because this... I mean, come on. Worst thing that ever happened to Bill O'Brien was he left Penn State. Because mm. if you remember, he turned Penn State around real quick. Yeah. And people were like, man, this guy, this guy's awesome. And then he went to the Texans. And I mean, he, this dude might not ever get a coaching job again. He's definitely never going to have a GM job. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that audition didn't go so well. So I think what we all agree, this is Brown's big. Brown's, yeah. I say big, getting back to 500, home opener. Getting the first dub. one, getting a dub. first one in what my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> getting that dub for Justin. All right, so we want to move on to week three here. Well, I will say, obviously, I'm going Browns and the fan okay. vote, one hundred percent Browns. I think if Deshaun 100%. Watson's playing that game, it's that it's a it's, not a, it's a way different. It's entertaining. Yeah. Do you think it's entertaining if Watson? I think if Watson I think plays it's a close game, so not with, close game with but. Deshaun Watson not playing, we win like thirty-five to seven. If Deshaun <laughs> Watson plays, we win thirty-five to ten. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, who's he throwing to? Well, uh, um, Anthony Miller just uh, went down with a yeah, I saw that broken collarbone, separated Ooh, shoulder, yeah, something with his shoulder last night in the preseason game. Yeah. So they they've got nobody to throw to. No, I. Deshaun Watson, he's amazing. There's only so much he can do. Um, he ain't going to be there. No. It will yeah. not be I a happy ending. I can't believe they haven't suspended him or anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well done. God. Well done. Uh, I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah, right? Yeah. He rubbed off on them. <laughs> Jesus. Not okay. Also not okay. <laughs> All right. So Put we'll, that on the TikTok. Uh, yeah. Justin, this is what you missed last week, oh. man. So we'll move into, uh, we'll move into week three. Uh, against the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields looked super good yesterday once the starters went out. 
uh, for the Dolphins. I do think Justin Fields is going to be good. I think if anybody thinks Justin Fields isn't starting by this point, they're insane. I think Justin I'm one of those guys. I know we argued about this on the way over here. I just, Justin I know. Fields will be the starter for the the uh, Bears week one, especially if he looks good again in the preseason. From what I've read throughout the offseason, preseason here in camp and stuff, Justin Fields is going to make them start him. And mm-hmm. and what he did in the preseason game yesterday just showed that he's he's definitely going to. Like, so, he's, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Bears started off on like a primetime game. Like a Sunday night or something like that. Against the Rams? There's no way they trot out Andy Dalton. There's no way. Especially if Justin Fields looks that good in all three preseason games. Matt Nagy's job is directly tied to Justin Fields' success yep. this, se- this season. Correct. Not yeah. in three years, no. this year. Correct. So, I agree. So this is, Justin Fields will be playing. And it'll be exciting to see him back in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to kick the crap out of him. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean, it, he's going to be going up against, you know, he he did look good um, in the preseason game. We'll see how, you know, and then they did the interview where he's like, yeah, the speed's kind of actually slow. Everybody talks about how fast it is, and I, it wasn't. We'll see when you got Miles Garrett and, like, Clowney and right. guys like that. And you got, if you're going to go week one, he might Aaron not Donald. make it. He might yeah. not make If he starts week one, he might not make it to week three. Because yeah. <laughs> Aaron Donald might. You know, I mean, he's a tough kid. Out. He's a tough kid. He proved so that he's it'll a be, tough kid. It'll be interesting to see. I think that, yeah, they're, they're crazy if they're starting Andy Dalton because what's he give you that's, like, so much better than what you're going to get from Fields? And right. as a franchise, your fans and everybody want to see Fields, so do you really want to upset him and throw out Andy Dalton? As You know, yeah. I, I just don't see that being a smart choice. Um, so I got the Browns winning this game. I think that it might be they might keep it close. The Bears might keep it close. They do have a really good defense. A very good defense. So, you know, they it might be a game where Browns win by like 10 or something like but I don't think it I don't think we're going to blow them out like a Houston team. No, this this would be a more physical game, I think. Um I I think we still win by double digits, but it's not by like 25 or 30 or like you know, I could see like a 10 point win something mm-hmm. like that. If we put 25 or 30 up on that defense. Oof. I don't see that as being a problem. It wasn't a problem last year for right. our offense. So I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so so to put, the, do you th- would it be crazy for the Packers to put 25 up on them? No, no, we're we're no. as good as them, if not better. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Chiefs, I'm with you. It's where our offense is at that level. Yeah, it is, and I I still think it's a little bit weird to hear that yes. as a Browns fan but but we had to get it through our heads like that exactly. we're not dog crap anymore no and and <laughs> this isn't this is again this is not like the Freddy season where we were hyped up thinking this is what we could be no we've already seen it yes we, this isn't what we could be it's what we are correct so it's, it's going to be a fun year and by the way I will be at this game uh this is a hey, game I'm kind of I'm trying to get tickets I'm trying to get tickets for this game possibly I got I got yeah, I bought some the other day. I got an Not opportunity, and I was like, ah, I'll go see Justin Fields because I believe you. He's going to be playing in this yep. one. So, And the fans, 100% again. Call 100% me Chris, Browns. I, I wouldn't mind if Justin Fields looks good, but we still kick the crap out of him. Right. Because <laughs> except for Justin, or Zach here, we're all, I think, Justin Fields fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't like – I didn't – not like I like Justin Fields. Okay, good. I enjoyed watching him if in not, college. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I enjoyed watching <laughs> him in college. He's not he's not Baker, but it's okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, what the what the fans say? Fans said one hundred percent Browns over Bears. Justin, you got us. You got Browns. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's I think it's close, but I mean it's no. I think the roster wise, we're better than them, and we're at home. Yes. All right, so we'll move into week four, matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Stefanski's going home where he spent, what, 14 years. I think this is a win for the Browns. Also, the Vikings did not look that great in their preseason game. Yeah, it was Jake Browning and Kellen Mond. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, it's preseason. That's but a, it's preseason. Like I, Kellen Mond, I think, has had two practices. Yeah, I saw that. And, and they said he's going to play over half the game. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I think this could be a very competitive game. I think we win. But I think the Vikings just got off to kind of a, a bad start last year and it just snowballed and got away from them. I think they were way better than what their record was last year. I agree. I think they were really hurt, too, defensively. The defensively was rough. Banged up really bad last year. So I, I look for the Vikings to have a bounce back year. So I see this as being a competitive game. But, again, I think – 
the Browns win this game. I think Chubb shows who's the better running back in this game. This game here, I have circled as one of our toughest ones, kind of, you know, after the Chiefs, obviously, but you're going up against a proven quarterback in Kirk Cousins, and then you got two wide receivers that you got to worry about because Justin Jefferson showed he's the number he's one. He's for real, yeah. You know, they didn't miss Stephon Diggs last year because of what they got from Justin Jefferson. Which is crazy because Diggs was amazing last year. Yep. Right. So, and then you add Dalvin Cook. So, this is a huge test for our defense. Obviously, Mahomes week one. And then you get the Texans. And yeah, Justin Fields is going to be something in week three. But this is a big animal to try to stop. So I think I got the Browns winning this game. But I think that this is a tough game. I think this is another one where it's like might come down to the don't give the other team the ball with too much time. left. And I'm hoping our defense is going to prove me wrong this year that we don't got to think that way anymore. But um, I got the Browns pulling this one out, um, but in a close one. All right. I, I agree with that. I agree with everything. It's going to be very, their defense is going to be a lot, lot better than it was last year. There, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like the defense of two or three years ago where it's very dominant. Um, you know, I think it's a very, very close game. We kind of mirror each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. Potentially vastly improved defenses, uh, quarterbacks who, you know, thrive in the the play action, um, strong run games. So, I mean, this is this will be a battle of strengths. It could, it, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think I'm picking us to win. Yep, I will take the Browns as well. Echo everything you guys just said. Tough game. I but I, I think Stefanski. I, I just don't. I don't think the Browns, as much as they love Stefanski, are going to not win in Minnesota f- with him as their coach. You know what I mean? They just yeah. And last night in the preseason game, they, they interviewed um, Joel Petonio and some other guys on the sideline. These guys love. Kevin Stefanski. I would say for anybody, anybody who's been on the Browns for a couple season, they just have to appreciate the fact that we have like a grown up at head coach, <laughs> an know, adult. We have an adult at head coach, somebody that they know they can trust to to lead our franchise. For a guy like Batonio, man, he. I mean, he's been through. What he went through, yeah. You know, he's just the fact that he's got a coach that just won Coach of the Year. I mean, he probably cries in bed at night just thinking about it <laughs> right so that uh justin you took you're taking browns mm-hmm. as I'm well so browns, yeah. that takes us through four weeks we're all the same record sitting at three and one yep. heading to week five mm. and the fans said 91 percent browns so okay. they, they agree so, it's gonna yeah. be a tough one yep so week five this brings us to a game against you know mvp favorite justin herbert uh we're, we're gonna be playing the chargers out in la this is this is a game that could be tough, not necessarily because I think the Chargers are better than us, just because teams, East Coast teams seem to struggle when they got to fly all the way out West and vice versa. But I've talked so much crap about this that I have to pick the Browns to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I actually may be going out to this game. Hey. Oh, nice. really? Yeah, I got an, I, there's a chance, yeah, that I could be going out. To fly in either Los Angeles or Vegas the night before on Saturday and be in there, then driving if we're in Vegas driving out on Thanks Sunday for the morning. Invite, Zach. Well, it's Do not it. my it's not my doing. I got invited. So I, I know it. all the same people. So I, but it. I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> you to go to SoFi awesome. yeah. out yeah, there. The stadium is nice. Yeah, so but uh this game here. This one scares me a little bit. I, I do think Justin Herbert's going to have a good year. I don't know if it's MVP caliber, you know, but I do think that their offense, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Keenan Allen's still around. The guys, and Mike Williams kind of took a big step up last year because everybody kind of wrote him off of, you know, he had that really good rookie season, then everybody kind of forgot about him. And he looked good. Um, they have a couple rookie wide receivers that are actually really good. They get Derwin James and mm-hmm. back on defense. Yeah. They still have Bosa. I like Guyton a lot too. Yeah, I mean and they got they some got, weapons. Um, and then running back wise, Eckler was out pretty much all year last yep. year for them. I think that this one, Browns are sitting. You know, three and one. They come in. They got to fly all the way out west. I think we lose a tight one to the Chargers. Something like a. 30-27, something like that. I got us losing. We play at Minnesota the week before. Do you think the, we come home in between these, or do you think they just go out west and get used to the time? We're already halfway uh, there. 
I don't, I don't know how I don't know how travel planes work in the NFL. I feel like they usually come back. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's it's and it's an early Sunday game, so you know you're back in Cleveland by seven seven o'clock. Sure, and then they'll fly out on Friday. Right. So I would say, yeah, they probably come back. Then you're going to fly out. I just, I think that this is a game where it's it's a tight one, and that they're just really good offensively and defensively, and can just slow us down enough. I would have said that last year. I don't. I don't think that like. So, call me crazy, but how much do you think Anthony Lynn just babying Justin Herbert coming up last year is going to hurt? Because they have a new coach. It's almost like a Baker situation, like in going into his second year, like new head coach, new system. Here we go again. Um, I honestly, like off the top of my head, don't even know who their head coach is now. I forget his name. It is so funny you say that though, because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, it's a brand new, it is a Baker situation, new coach, new system. It's kind of how I feel Justin Fields is going to be next year. Probably a new head coach, probably a new system. (laughs) You just see it a lot of times with these rookie quarterbacks that are taken high, you know, they... They just don't get to enjoy was, consistency was, yeah. at the beginning of their career. And, and I think we're kind of underselling just how good our defense could. If everybody is healthy yeah. and everybody's playing the way we think they're going to play, we're going to have one of those defenses that is like, holy crap. Like, you don't want to put your rookie quarterback out against them. You don't, you know, Justin Fields got to get rid of the ball super quick because Miles and Clowney both have six sacks heading into this game. Like, I, I think we're underselling just how good the defense could be. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to go the other way on this. I think that the Browns win this one, and I, I don't think it's close. Like, and I, you think we win? You think the Bears game is close, and this game's a blowout? I'm not saying it's a blowout, but I don't think that we're. I don't think that this game is that that close. I don't. Uh, I don't. I mean, uh, I could. I could be wrong. I just don't like this. I, this one's. This one is tough for me because it's the most talented team. Arguably, we're going to see since week one. Um, it's still relatively early in the season, so I think Mike Williams will probably still not be hurt yet. Um, right. At some right. point, he will be. Eckler um, could be hurt by this. Uh, yeah, he yeah. doesn't stay healthy either. He yeah. doesn't, but I'm still thinking, okay, week five, you know, Eckler, Williams, probably still in the lineup. Um, their defense, they got guys back, um, but it is new. It's new coach, new system, and we just, it's so hard to project these guys that you just don't have any history on. So I'm going to take the Browns here. Um, mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be it, it, this, this, I could see this one being one of those where we slip up a couple times. We're coming off a couple big wins. We're second, you know, away game. We're out on the West coast, but uh, I think we get the job done. All right. What'd the fans say? 74% Browns. Good. So they're a little bit, again, you can tell, you know, we're kind of on the same page with a lot of these guys. Yep. So we'll move into here. Week six, uh, the Cardinals come to town. Your um, favorite team. <laughs> I think to, I'm just going to, we win this game. I To me, the Cardinals give me the feeling of there's going to be a lot of hype about their old, old, old team, and they're not going to live up to it. J.J. Watt, I'm sorry, I like J.J. Watt, but he, I mean, he's done nothing. He'll probably be hurt by this point. Oh, yeah. That, so, I think so. You know, I'm just, I'm not sold on the Cardinals. And um, has A.J. Green hurt his ankle in camp yet? I if not, know. it's coming. Right. I know. It's coming. <laughs> right. He won't be out there either. No, I, so this is a win for the Browns. I, I think it's a win for the Browns, but I think also, like, how much is Kyler Murray stepping forward like is he progressing the way he should be if he progresses like the way he should be this could be a very interesting game if he has another kind of mediocre season like see he had games last year where you're like wow this kid's special and then immediately just nothing you know what does the uh oklahoma homer at the table have to say about kyler i i think that one i don't think kyler kyler is in a great nfl system i think he's playing in a college college offense in the NFL. So sometimes, yeah, it wows you against really bad defenses, but against the coach that is like, oh yeah, I remember seeing this 15 years ago type of a thing <laughs> when I was in college helping out it, they get hurt. You know, he's not going to beat, he's not going to beat Seattle twice a year because that, that, Pete Carroll is yeah. on the other, you know, he's not going to beat Sean McVay twice a year. Because, that division is crazy. You know, so I think offensively they got weapons. I know AJ Green's old. 
but he's the number three behind Hopkins. Christian Kurt and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Running back wise, um, I know Kenyon Drake isn't there anymore. James Conner's there now. They got James Conner, but the backup, Chase Edmonds, he's, is he's okay. He's yeah. good. Defensively, they're built to kind of stop the run with bringing Watt in. I think that that's what they brought him in for. Chandler Jones isn't a slouch if he's still there. You know, he wanted out not too long ago. So I think the Browns win this game. I think that this season for the Cardinals is a decision on are you keeping yeah. Kyler around and you're going to pay him a bunch of money? Or are you going to keep him around or are you going to keep the coach? You know, Clingsbury. So it's it's just who, which I think they got to decide because I don't think that they work best together. I think that's best case scenario for Kyler. I think if you get rid of Kingsbury and bring in somebody who's going to make Kyler play in a more pro style, that's not good for Kyler. In my opinion, he's never played in a pro style offense. He played in the same offense Baker played in. Yes. In college. Correct. And put up better numbers than Baker. I agree. I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he's never, you think he translates to a pro style offense? You want I think he can. I think that he gets. He's tiny, dude. He's tiny. It's Josh Alt quarterback. Oh, <laughs> it's not. It's just taller than Josh. It's like five ten. He's not. He's not yeah, that he tall. He is a lot bigger. He than says me. he's he's five ten with cleats on on his tippy toes and socks, padded socks. Yeah, yeah. He, I think Kyler could. I think he's got great arm talent and can transfer into a pro style offense. I don't think that. I don't think that they're losing a lot of games because Kyler's underwhelmed as a quarterback. I think by week six, James Connor's definitely not playing. <laughs> so let's just write him off. Chase Edmonds, and I, I can't remember the stat. At Are these guys like, that have burned you in like fantasy years or something? No, you, James, you know, James Connor's just never, sure. like he can That's never true. stay healthy. I mean, Pittsburgh it's gonna be weird didn't want anything yeah. to do with him, obviously. Chase Evans, I believe what they said is he's only ever had double-digit carries twice in his career or something. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's some crazy stat that this guy's actually not a lead running back. <laughs> so, I, I just don't think they have enough offsetting. I mean, I think we're going to be all over Kyler in this game. It's going to take one hit, one Miles Garrett smackdown, and this guy is over there nursing a bum shoulder. And you saw what happened last year when Kyler got a little banged up. He did not play well through it. I almost picked... The Cardinals to win. Once I heard Blake picked the Browns to win. This is true. We're probably not going. This is true. This is true. If it's anything like last year, it'll be the total opposite, Mm -hmm. and the Cardinals will be Super Bowl contenders. What? Uh. All right. So what? Are we all Browns? (laughs) Yes. I'm Browns. So we got the fans. Oh, oh, the fans were 74 percent Browns. Okay. Okay. So we got uh, Josh, Justin, and Blake all sitting at five and one through six. I'm sitting at four and two. Okay. Okay. So the and the fans are five and one as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we got two more games to get through here today. Next one is the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke actually looked good yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater looked good yesterday. They may have like a, a real competition on their hands. I think, I mean, this is just a side note, but I feel like Denver wants Drew Locke so badly. Yeah, I mean, they, I, they drafted really, him. That's they their drafted guy. That's him. They, want. They, they like him. They really do. And I think Drew Locke's a good, I think he's a good kid. I think he's a good player. I, he just needs to... Be consistent. Real, be consistent and step into the potential that he possesses. And I think working, I believe he's working with Peyton Manning and they're, they're doing what they can for him. Let's I'll say t- that the Broncos, if they're healthy, this is, this could be a tougher game because if drew locks playing well, they're loaded on offense. Yes. Their offensive weapons are insane. Yeah. Insane. I mean, they're, they're, they're loaded on offense and defensively they're still solid. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. They've got the two tight ends, Fanton, Ogilwebenam, or something like that. And then they've got they've got Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, and Javonta Williams, and I'm sure I'm missing who uh, Tim Patrick uh, at receiver. I mean, they've got guys that can play ball. Yeah, this is they're loaded. Um, But I'm going to go on the assumption that they're not getting good quarterback play. I'm going to pick the Browns. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree with you there, and my thing too, like so. Like Drew Locke, I just don't trust. I just don't trust him. And then Teddy Bridgewater is, he's a nice, nice complimentary backup quarterback. I Can also, we agree with that? Yes. And I also don't know if I trust. Vic Fangio is known as being a great coach in the NFL defensively, but I just don't know if I buy into their offensive philosophy at all. Like, do they even have one? 
they have all these weapons and it's just kind of like blah, like they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm on the Browns on this one, especially at home. Getting Cortland Sutton back, I think, is gonna be a big help to their offense, especially it takes a little pressure off Jerry Judy because Jerry Judy, until the end of last year, wasn't really ready to be a number one in a rookie year, you know, coming into the NFL, especially when your quarterback play wasn't great. I think that Drew Locke is going to be the starter, I believe. And I think that he had, that was when Cortland Sutton had his best year was when he had Drew Locke throwing to him. So they obviously have a chemistry together. And then now you bring in some of their other weapons. I think that Denver is probably looking at like a 500 type of a team this year, maybe get to seven or eight wins. Um, so maybe like seven and not now it'd be what seven and ten this year. That's different. Can you go five hundred this year? No, 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 you cannot. So tied. you can't, right? So that's that'll, that'll be a little different. But I can see him getting the seven eight wins, something like that. Um, they obviously play in a tough yeah, division yeah. as well. This team's crazy because when when they were talking about Aaron Rodgers potentially going there, it was Super Bowl talk. <laughs> yeah, and now we're talking Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, and we're talking five hundred. Right. That's the difference that a good quarterback makes on a team like this. It's got the talent, got the weapons, got the defense. Right. I agree with Blake. I don't know about the coaching. That's a little bit up in the air. Yeah. I I think he's another coach that's on the hot seat, probably going into the season knowing, hey, I could better have a good year. Otherwise, I'm probably done. I got the Browns winning this one, getting the five and two in my and my so I got to say, I tell, I'm telling you, I don't see us losing a lot of games this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to picture us losing some of these. Yeah. Honestly. Last year, Josh, you'd have had us at like two and four. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. I think what, me and you picked 11 and five, right? Yep. When we got it right. 11 and five, 11 and five. It was 10, 10 and six. six. Like two and 15. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, do we all got Browns winning here? I think yes. so. What do the fans okay. say? Fans said 100% Browns. I have Browns as well, and I agree with Zach. I think Drew Locke starts the season, and by week seven, we're playing Teddy Bridgewater. Good All see right. that. So we'll see. We'll see. By the way, thank you to everybody who voted on this to give us the uh, fan input. That was really cool. Yep. Yes. I was happy we were able to leave it up for a couple months, and you guys all voted on it. It was sweet. So this brings us to week eight. Final game we're going to talk about this week. We'll finish the second half next week. Brings us to our first game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one is at home. On Halloween, this could be this could be. Obviously, we give the Steelers a lot of crap. They're probably <laughs> going to somehow win ten games. Yeah. Now it is nice that we're playing them getting later in the season, so Big Ben's probably going to be starting his decline, his decline, his annual but, decline. <laughs> yes, by this point, I do know you. The Steelers are going to be hungry though, because they have to have a bad taste in their mouth from the last two times we played them. They're going to come out. They're well coached. Oh, for sure. They have. Th- I will say, Mike Tomlin, I have a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin Absolutely, as a coach. Bro. I think I have more respect than most Steelers fans. Absolutely. Most Steelers <laughs> yeah. fans are like, where are they going to fire him? Yeah. Like, where? Why? I get it, bro. I literally <laughs> laugh so have, hard. I mean, I love Stefanski. We've, yeah, but like before him. Stefanski, I was like, yes, please, I'll take Tomlin. Oh, if they would have fired him, I'd have been like, you couldn't get that private plane over into Pittsburgh fast enough. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. Is good, like, good coaches don't grow on trees. No. There's we know re- that. Yeah, there's a reason why the teams that fire – there's – you get lucky when you find the good one. That's why these bad teams, sometimes it takes three, four, five tries to find your coach because they're not just a million good head coaches out there. So no, and sometimes you, you let a guy lose 16 games in a row and still give yeah, him a shot. Yeah. So, I mean, go ahead and fire Tomlin, please. I hope you guys do. Um, I'm going to pick us to win this game, but I think this is going to be a battle. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be – a rough game as far like physically. I'm hoping like I can see like there's going to be an injury or two. I think there's going to be some ejections. I mean, (laughs) seriously, I I think it's going to be kind of nasty. Especially game. And here's Mm -hmm. the thing too, is if we're what I said, what six and one coming into this game and they're somewhere in that six and one, five and two range. I mean, this is going to be, they might move this to the bump this to prime time. This is going to be. So I looked at that. I saw so prime time game for week eight. On Sunday night football is Cowboys Vikings. Yeah, so you never know. It could be played on Halloween night. Yep. Yeah, th- this has a chance to get rowdy. Good for Justin's going to be there. Absolutely, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, let's I just not, let's that, not make any COVID rules or anything. Anytime, and everybody soon. just keep that going. Right, <laughs> keep your helmets on. 
Yeah. So, Justin, are you wanting him to play at the 1 o'clock game then, on, or do no. you want to push that night? I'm planning on being on day shift by then, so I'm hoping that, <laughs> uh, that doesn't matter. I'm, uh, we'll see what happens, but, uh, right. yeah. Or a call-off day, either one. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's Meteo time. I, um, I'm going to go with what you guys said. I, I Like Josh said, just Tomlin alone, that he could make a awful team a 500 team. And they still have some weapons. Their defense is still really, really good. I know it doesn't really matter, but they brought Showbird in. Uh, yeah. You know, just another for nothing. For, yeah, six, six round pick. Yep. For a six round pick, and the Jaguars are paying half of his salary for this season. Yep. The yep. guy had 140 tackles last year. Yeah. He gets so disrespected. It's so, uh, it's annoying to know that like the Browns just gave him away really, and we're like, oh no, we're not going to pay you anything. And then now he's just like pennies on the dollar. Who wants him? And he'll yep. go to Pittsburgh and. He'll he do well. He's going to be good. He'll do well yeah, there. It's going to suck. Yeah. Yep. So they're very strong on defense. Offensively, let's see what happens. I mean, because we say, oh, hey, Roethlisberger's arm might go out. I'm I'm hoping it does, you know, because if it doesn't, then they're just another very, very competitive, dangerous team in our division. Yeah, and I think that the drafting of Najee Harris is mm-hmm. not going to be fun. No, either. <laughs> Five years from now. I will say and this. He's this going is, to be good. The Achilles heel for this Pittsburgh team is going to be that offensive line. I completely agree. And yep. if, if they're as bad as what I think they might be, this could not, this could not be as close as what we think it's going to be just because our defensive line might have a field day. So I looked up the Steelers' schedule coming into this game, and they play some – Good football teams before they have yeah, to come. Their play schedule us. is number one. So I think they got to play the Bills week one. So tough. They, and then they play Raiders in week two. Not tough. Bengals, but then they got Packers, Broncos, Seahawks before they come to Cleveland. Mm. So they pl- they play the Bills, they play the Packers, they play the Seahawks, all in their first half of their schedule before they come to Cleveland. They got four tough games in their first eight. Yeah. So we'll know. I mean, going into this game, we will very clearly know about the offensive line for Pittsburgh. Yes. 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 So um, would it but, shock you though if they were six and two going into that? No, absolutely not. not. And it goes back to just like we were talking with uh, Denver. I mean, and we're kind of almost writing Ben off as if he's not a future Hall of Famer. Which oh, he's absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if he even recaptures anything from a couple of years ago with that arm. And even if they modify their defense a little bit, or offense like they were last year, those quick hitting passes, you know, running through the air and stuff, you know, with Najee in there, you know, kind of ground and pound, then that opens up Claypool and some of the other Jesse guys Johnson, down the field, Deontay yep. Johnson. I, Pittsburgh will be tough. They always are. This is going to be a tough game. Well, and Big Ben, you know, I know we were on him a lot for being not being able to throw the football last year at the end of the year. This was a guy who came into really not even having a training camp last year, obviously, but came in to like the preseason hadn't thrown a football in like a year. And then what do uh, Tomlin and them do? They're like, oh, hey, we need you to go out there and throw 45 passes a game because <laughs> we can't run the ball because James right. Conner can't run. I mean, we literally can't run the ball, so we just had to pass every single play. I think there were some games last year where he was up in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think that's not that's never been Big Ben's game. They've always been uh, pound the football and then Big Ben could dance around and he could beat you with his arm. But they never relied on him to throw for 5000 yards. Yeah, it's the best receiving core they've had in a while. Um, And the thing is, James Conner wasn't when he when he did play last year, he was good. He was effective. He just he couldn't he couldn't play. He just wasn't on the field when available. It's crazy, too, because we talk about him like, man. Like last year was the first time that they really sucked. They went eleven and five, yeah. won the division. Like <laughs> it's not like they were like uh, yeah, they were eleven like, and zero at one point. Yeah, so. yeah, it wasn't like they were a six win team. Like they, the beginning of the year, they were it's a winning very games. Fake eleven and five. Yeah, it was, but it was still eleven and five. I mean, Correct. they're still gonna hang that banner up in the stadium. I promise you, that that'll still be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, we can talk about how we kicked the hell out of them the last two games. Yeah, this is this is uh a game against my wife here in the household, but I'm taking Browns. I'm never picking Absolutely. the I'm never Browns. Picking never. Steelers. Yeah, Browns. 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 What the fans say? 89% Browns. Good. I think that this one, whether it is going to be tough, but week 17, I think, is when we play them again, and Pittsburgh will be even 16. Yeah. 16. No, I'm be, sorry, 17. It'll be, tu- it'll be tougher. 
because yep. I mean that, that could, could be, be a game for, a, for a seeding, yeah, division type game. The Steelers might need to win to get to the playoff. I mean, that game when we get to, we'll get to that next week. Yep. But so I got us at uh, Blake, Justin, Josh, all sitting at seven one through eight games. I got us at six and two, and the fans are seven and one. Awesome. Well, thanks to everybody who voted online. Thanks to everybody who's checked this out. Um, the season's finally here. Uh, we'll break down the second half next week, the second half of our schedule, the last mm-hmm. nine games. Also, we'll probably, depending on when we do the episode, we'll be talking about our next preseason game about the uh, with the Giants. Browns also have a week of uh, joint practices with the Giants, so let's hope we get out of those injury-free, but it'll be good to see our ones against their ones, see how we stack up. Uh, we're super pumped to be talking about the season with you guys. Tune in next week. Again, when we break down the next half for all you Dog Pack members, we'll see you on the After Hours show. And to everyone else, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.